You're listening to 50% Facts, the show where we're building a health and fitness resource by trying to answer a single question every week, just based on what we already know. Or maybe what we think we know. Then we bring in the world's leading expert to tell us what we got right and what we got wrong. I'm Jim McDonald. And I'm Mike Farr. Welcome to our show. I, um been uber eating way more than i probably should i did a lot last year uh-huh you guys can sponsor us wherever you guys are uber yeah, eats uber eats <clears throat> and um i might be coughing and fleming I, I apologize all my listeners out there just take it as um uh it's sick season and i think i got a, a sinus infection so then i sound sicker than i am i feel mm-hmm. okay right now but um this is organic this is the real stuff folks yeah mike yeah. is sick as shit and yeah. he's still putting together this episode Trying. with uh Slept like 11 hours last night. Just finished Breaking Bad. There's a bunch of things that have been going on that are pretty meaningless, but a lot of meaningless has been going on. So uh, last year I did tons of Uber Eats because um, mm-hmm. I was streaming 40 hours a week. And you don't really have time for... To cook or anything like nothing. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bringing it in. Meal I'm eating prepping. it on stream. And then I looked at all my uh, budgeting and I was like, all right, I should probably chill because uh, Twitch was making no money and <laughs> Uber Eats was costing lots of money. And they get you. Yeah. Like, there's, like, delivery fee, and then sometimes you'll choose, like, the no delivery fee options, but there's still, like, a service fee and yeah. then a tip. Like, there's always yeah. extra fees, so it's not, like, <clears throat> it's ever just the same price as you going out. Because yeah. I still eat out and don't really feel bad. But Uber Eats, like, it's, like, 10 bucks more. Mm. Uh, I start to feel bad. But since I've been sick uh, and I haven't gone to the grocery store, I've been Uber Eating again. And sometimes, like, uh, you just don't know what you're doing. So there's this popcorn place here, and... Uh, they make a chocolate drizzled caramel corn. Uh-huh. That's like the most delicious thing ever. And so we were just hanging out yesterday. I was like, man, I really need some of that. So I don't need it, but I needed it. And so I bought it and uh, I didn't know what size I got. I ended up getting like a Christmas, old school Christmas tub size. And that's great. So this lady comes to my door with this bin that's like, has to be two gallons of popcorn. And I can put that stuff away too. And I was at it last night and I woke up and it's still like, Full. I'm like, man. <laughs> there is a bag that they sell occasionally at uh, at Costco, just like regular pop, pop yeah. popcorn with salt. You know, just a little bit of whatever. Relatively low calorie. Yeah, considering. Yeah, yeah know, not like a, what I'm eating. As, as I opposed mean, to what you're eating. Yeah, I mean a milkshake <clears throat> on top of a. But the bag is like taller than my grandson's. Yeah, I love that. This yeah, really yeah, yeah. tall ass bag. Like a garbage bag. Like a garbage bag yeah. full of full of popcorn. Yeah, I think I've seen it. It's gigantic. I don't remember what company it is. Some but. companies can make popcorn like that. Like sure it'll go stale, but like it's like not bad like for like 5 days. Like it still tastes oh, kind of good. Yeah, this yeah. Stuff, it, this stuff will really last. Yeah, as long as you like roll the top yeah. down, it'll it'll last. That's like this chocolate stuff will last forever. And I finished breaking bad. Um there's a bunch of overrated <clears throat> things in this world. In and Out is overrated. Is In and Out good? Yes, In and Out's a good burger. But the internet just made In and Out this gourmet ass destination. It's because it's not everywhere. Yeah, it's because it's, it's, it's not everywhere. It's good. It's, it's not amazing. And then the other thing, Breaking Bad, literally only season like five is good. Uh, it is definitely overrated. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I watched basically the beginning and the end. I tried to watch it like two, three years ago, and I, I was just like, "Man, what are these people talking about?" And then, <clears> and then <throat> I finally just watched through it because there's not much else for me to watch right now. And season five is really good. Yeah, some shit hits the fan, and 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 what the characters are doing and changing really good. But like one through four is just kind of like, nah. And it ends after six, right? 
No, five's the last one. Oh, five's the last yeah. one. Yeah, and so then I just started the little movie last night, El Camino. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have any desire yeah, to watch it. Most people have mixed reviews on it, but I, I figure when I'm in the, in the zone, I'm going to watch that. I'm just looking forward to what's coming. We got Disney uh, Plus coming, so we got uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, that's going to be hyped. Um, and then whatever movies I can just throw on in the background, which is nice. Little Like superhero movies, for some reason, are just great background noise. Because yeah. you don't really have to pay attention. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that uh, um, uh, Martin Scorsese agrees with you. Yeah. So they're not really cinema. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I get a lot out of them, but Yeah, you whatever. can. You can. But also, I've seen them all. So then yeah. when, when it's on like a fourth watch. Right, yeah. You don't um, pay a lot of attention. I yeah. saw Terminator. Oh, yeah. And I'm actually, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I think that there are some guys who are upset by the fact that um, there are a lot of like women heroes in this, but like you don't get the fact that Sarah Connor was always the hero yeah, of Terminator. True. true. Uh, there's, it's so much better than the three other shitty movies that they did. Yeah. I've only really seen, I think, the very first one. And then is Christian Bale or somebody in one? Christian Bale's in Terminator Salvation. I think I saw that, and that's oh, whatever. It, it that's kind of like a superhero movie. You just kind of like throw it on and let shit blow up. Third act is horrible. Terminator Genesis, the third act is horrible. You could buy it up to the point of the third act, and yeah. then it just goes completely off the rails. Um, that's like a lot of series, sadly. Like, I know you're a Star Trek fan, but like, like right? Like, half of them suck. Half of them are just feel like throwaways. Half of them kind of feel like throwaways. The Even with the, the newer ones, the... Um, the J.J. Abrams yeah. one. The first one was good. I saw that one. I fucking hated the second one. Yes, yeah. Um, the last one, I don't know what that one's called. Yeah, they just have so many. And they're just like it, leeching it, off the name, which I get. It was okay, but it wasn't great. Yeah, and that's it where was, Star Wars was getting. People were just leeching off the name, and hopefully yeah. Disney Plus doesn't do it shame. We'll see. But anyway, I liked Terminator. Yeah. I thought it was, I loved the first two movies. The second movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. It takes you back to that place in a way that none of the other um, movie versions yeah. did. I also liked the TV series they did a couple seasons of the Sarah. Oh yeah, me, Sarah Connor Chronicles. It's one of the same writers. I've heard that's good. Uh, they borrowed little things from all of the all of those follow up yeah, movies, yeah. though. But none of those are are actually part of the continuity anymore. I kind of hope they're just done, though. Like, yeah, I don't know I how much it. how much more they can get out of it. Well, I also fucking hated Avatar, and they're making four more. You didn't like more. Avatar? No, I, I liked it. Avatar. For Super derivative. Oh my god. Maybe that was, I was not an original thought in the whole thing. Maybe I was too I young. I mean, I was in high school. Um, maybe that might have something to do with it. Yeah, you know, I liked it. I liked the visuals. I thought it was like I saw 3D, and I don't like 3D movies. And I thought it was the first movie that made uh, 3D like applicable like it wasn't just like an arrow or a tongue like flying at your face mm -hmm. like you felt the environment a little bit it gave me a headache yeah i don't like 3d because of that but like i did like that they made the entire environment 3d rather than just like one like a bullet or a piece of glass yeah, or yeah, like yeah. A, it wasn't just that ooh, a spider effects. Yeah, yeah 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 which it just it is corny um and then the story is fine it i just like those type of movies too like a fantasy sci-fi is just like right up my alley um and then if you ever go to disney world that ride will that rise next level. Uh, you is might it? get sick if you're talking 3D stuff, but it is yeah next level uh, creativity on the ride for sure. Hmm. I have not been to Disneyland in quite some time, or, and I've never been to Disney World. Disney World, been to Orlando. Yeah, Disney World's wonderful. Um, I love it. I'm a kid. <clears throat> but uh, talking about Terminator, yeah, talking about the Governator, mm -hmm. uh, which is an amazing name. Uh, <laughs> he produced I not ju not just him too. No, plenty. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually bring this up. But he's involved uh, in 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 what's uh, sadly turning into a, a real ripple here in the world. Uh, there's multiple people that are, are going vegan or vegetarian out here um, because of this movie, The Game Changers. I don't know if you guys seen it. It's a documentary on high performing or high level athletes. Um, that have changed their diet to a vegetarian or plant-based. I read a thing on what the differences are. James Cameron was also one of yeah, yeah. the producers. That's the, one I, that's the one I was looking for. James Cameron. Um, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Um, and in my head, I, I heard, I've heard that plant-based means that a high majority of your meals are obviously vegetarian, but you may sneak in some fish or chicken you mean lacto lacto ovo or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, even pescatarian i think it's like fish as much as you want yeah but like plant-based means yeah just here and there and the vegetarian obviously you're just doing plant-based and then vegan obviously we've got no animal products involved but this is mostly uh i believe vegetarian and uh they follow a bunch of athletes. They follow uh, football players, guy who's, uh, I think, D-line at, uh, for the Titans. Um, they talk about Nate Diaz, uh, mm-hmm. which they're obviously not going to do it right now because he just got his ass whooped, so they're not going to cover him now. They're going to say that he's been eating bacon. Uh, <laughs> he's been sleeping in a <laughs> vat of bacon. Yeah, and then he lost all of a sudden because um, you can't lose when you're a vegetarian. I think they do, what, a sprinter? They have a bunch of, um, of people mm-hmm. across. There's a there's an Olympic weightlifter. Yeah, 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 Kendrick Ferris. Um, um who, who I believe uh, went to um, Brazil and maybe even the Olympics before. He's been around. There's there's actually a he's been uh, around a long time. Top geared female powerlifter who is um, vegetarian. I don't I don't think uh, not yeah. vegan. I don't think, but vegetarian. And I know I know there's a really high level. I forgot the name, but a uh, really high I'm level look natural. It up so I don't forget it. Natural bodybuilder who who is also vegetarian. Oh, here's a list of some of the names. See, I, I don't really know a lot of these names, but it is what it is. Um, and they basically describe and do like their own pseudoscience experiments on the documentary on um which gets a little weird actually because they start measuring penises and so like <laughs> first they start talking about like how <laughs> they start talking about like how vegetarian diets um like make you a better athlete or whatever and like you know like Kendrick goes to the Olympics uh, one of the first males in a long time and like the Tennessee Titans start winning games because the you know 11 players on the defense start eating vegetarian at this guy's house and then all of a sudden they like cut screen and they're talking to three college kids and they're measuring their cocks in the middle of the night uh, yeah, and they I had to, to like <laughs> they had to fuzz them out so we couldn't see them. Yeah, see I, what they're packing. See yeah, I don't, I don't see know, what they're working with. I don't know there. why that fits in. And I guess like I guess sexual performance, but they're talking about these athletes, and then they go there for some reason and do a pseudo experiment on um, uh, penis erections, male penis erections through a sleep cycle being higher when a vegetarian yeah. dinner. Um, when you have a vegetarian dinner. Yeah, four four hundred percent or something insane. They said of the of the duration of a of a sleeping erection. Cosette Neely is the WPO lifter, the geared lifter, one hundred five. And then, and and I think you know there is some. Um, we're gonna bring in a guest later. That'll give you guys some real knowledge. We're just gonna spitball, but uh, I think there is some real. Um fallacies and what the public thinks fallacies particularly yes yeah, especially with this one sorry uh, i did dad uh, joke the shit out of that of of vegetarians <laughs> and not being able to build muscle yeah. and, and kind of pop culture thinking oh you can't get protein in and, and yeah i think you can i think you can do just 
fine in nearly every sport, even bodybuilding, which we could argue is the most nutrition intensive right. sport in the world. Um, being vegetarian, if you're if you're meticulous with your with your preparation, what my issue is is this movie documentary, which is not science, my friends. It is a biased film like everything else in life well, is every, biased every single documentary has a bias every podcast has a bias whether me and jim try to be as neutral as we can there's something within us yeah. in our past that's biased towards barbells or towards something right um and they basically just try to make the argument that it's better for all humans um and they'll be high performers and and, and what i also hate is cherry picking science is one thing um where basically you choose the studies or the part of studies that help your cause or your argument and you you know push those forward in your debate it's it gets even worse here because they're just pulling the top like we could we could make one about people that like we could make up something whatever people that eat whipped cream and we just find our best athletes right or or i think don't um man it was a while ago but when the boston celtics went on their latest run with like kevin garnett and ray allen on them i think they eat they all ate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches together before games it was just like a team thing. Yeah, yeah. So we could go find every athlete that eats a peanut yeah. butter and jelly sandwich, and we could make a documentary on arguably even hiring higher performing athletes than these guys right. that they portrayed. Like Kevin Garnett's one of the best power forwards to ever walk the planet. They never showed anyone that's like the best. Like Nate Diaz is pretty high up there, but in, in, in UFC ranks, I think Kevin <laughs> Garnett ranks higher in the NBA, which is more competitive. And we could say that peanut butter and jelly sandwiches make you a better whatever. Right. And that's basically what they did, and that's why I I I, I am upset. Well, um, I I don't I'd never heard of James Wilkes before, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not not that I don't pay attention to the UFC, but I don't pay that much attention to the UFC that I know everybody, and there have a lot of athletes in the uh, yeah. UFC. I have no idea whether or not he's any good or whatever. He, however, definitely reminds me of uh, if you watch the current version of Top Gear. The UK current version of yeah, Top yeah. Gear, uh, Chris Harris, who uh, his Instagram is Harris Monkey. If that if that's a very quick way to look him up, you can look his picture and like, oh, he looks just like uh, oh. James Wilkes and sounds like that too. They have very similar accents. They're both Brits. Um, the whole th- the whole thing is like a persuasive uh, yeah. essay. Yeah, essentially, and they just keep pounding things on. The whole penis thing is to make people afraid that they're not getting their best like yeah. erections by eating meat. The whole thing with um, centrifuging their blood to see, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They took some blood I, I, out after some meals. Um, basically, one, veggie burritos versus yeah, meat burrito or meat whatever, chicken, whatever it was that they wanted. Yeah, and, and 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 they don't even describe like what's good or bad. They just say like, well, this one's cloudy. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm well, not a doctor. Is it supposed to be cloudy? I don't know if it's supposed to be cloudy or not. Maybe it's better if it's cloudy. Yeah, there isn't any, there isn't anything presented there no. that gives you a sense that oh, this is yeah. this is a good thing or a bad thing that. Based on any kind of science or fact or anything, yeah. it's just how it looks. For a non-inquisitive mind, this documentary is very uh, persuading. Yeah, exactly. But if, if you, you know just going on. if you just go and I'm not, you know I'm no genius, but if you just go rip back one layer and ask again, like why or what does that mean? Yeah, they didn't put any answers <clears throat> out there. And in in terms of general presentation, 
um, production. Yeah, good documentary. In terms of like the information and going in depth and stuff, um, I'm trying to think of like a really good documentary I've even seen. Like a lot of them do this. Like every documentary I can think of never goes to like a deeper layer of like what, when, why, how, and then like a what again. They always just kind of say what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what this did. Uh, and that blood and the penis one, the blood and the penis mini experiments <laughs> are literally it. They don't say like, like, is that better or what does that mean? They literally just pull up two vials of blood and say, this one's cloudy, that's the meat, this one's clear, that one's a veggie. And just because we think as humans, well, if my windshield's cloudy, it's bad, and if right. my windshield's clear, it's good, we don't know. And it's a very obvious that they, that they had just been centrifuged, but there might be a difference in the amount of time. That, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there there's plenty of... of yeah. Of uh, uh, opportunity for, for fakery there. I don't really know exactly what they did. I'm not going to necessarily accuse them of something in particular, sure. other than just a fear appeal, right? Basically, right. At the very uh, least, yeah, they did. They didn't explain it. Same thing with um, uh, the cholesterol tests. Now, my experience in in talking to people and my personal experience is that it takes a bit to change cholesterol to, to change serum cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, and it. And there's a lot of question about the connection between dietary cholesterol and serum cholesterol. May not yep. be, you know, it may be more related to other factors like exercise or whatever. And not to say that things change dramatically in seven days is a lot. Um, I posed this to uh, one of our previous guests, Mr. Michael Fahey, who was the editor of Forks Over Knives, who several years ago, this is the same amount of controversy that went on yeah. over that. Yeah. Um, Every, this is, it's essentially the same movie with a different cast. It blows me And there have been two or three or four of them over yeah. the last few years. It blows my mind how much nutrition documentaries, and it's obviously because we're in that world a little bit. Yeah. Um, but even in... Uh, even I think these things ripple pretty hard into pop culture. Uh, because oh yeah, I think it, they it, do it blows because, my mind. It's just nobody really wants to dig in and no. get their figure out their own answers to figure out what, what works for them. Yeah. They want to find out what somebody else is doing because they just don't want to take the time. Yeah, and so you can blanket statement say just vegetarian. And again, we've talked about this a lot. Like this podcast, my my internet career would be a lot more popular if I could just go black and white with my answers. But truth is, life isn't that way, and it, it all kind of depends. And that's where my answers lead. Uh, but yeah. when you go a documentary, like vegetarian only, meat only, keto only, uh, creatine five times a day, you make all these statements, you do, um, it's much more convincing, right? Yeah. And these things, uh, I, I, I guess I'm still just surprised by the impact of these movies. Um, and it is a little like irresponsible when you start to talk about, because uh, really nutrition, fitness, all this is great and we all look at it like how can I get better looking or get a PR mm-hmm. but all of it really is is preventative health and obviously we have a lot of health issues with obesity and things in America mm-hmm. and so this is the step before a doctor and so I think more people need to almost take and maybe they're not thinking about it I mean I'm not saying these people are going out with bad intentions they probably think this is the best answer right um, and so it's not really on them but it's kind of on <laughs> them I, I think there's um, I think it's irresponsible sometimes for a lot of these documentaries to come out and try to persuade all these people one way or the other. Well, that's the question, and I think that's maybe the question we're really dealing with here, is what's the downside to people really believing it and going yeah. in that direction? And I guess there's not. I guess there's not. And and I, the question is, I don't know. There's yeah. there's clearly an agenda about... Here's the thing, the, a thing that bugged me. They're saying any amount of meat changes your cholesterol, changes your performance, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. However... 
at the end, they're like, even if it's just a couple of days a week that you make the change. Right, right. It's like, well, which no. Which one is it? Yeah. yeah, which one is it? Is it you're, if you eat meat, you're completely fucked yeah. over here? Or is it, and so a, the couple of days a week argument right. is about, in my mind, like two different things. One of them is maybe it's healthier yeah. to a certain extent to have more of a balance between, you know, a plant and a and an animal yeah. based protein. That's a thing. The other one is okay, so maybe there's an environmental impact to yeah, yeah. people Which just is a whole in general topic. eating. Yeah. Yeah. It's a completely yeah. different yeah, yeah. topic but that I they agree. don't really get deep deep into right. other than like water use. Yeah. And, That's and, one I would never argue. Because if you think it's better environmentally or for your you do it. I'm not gonna argue, you know. Yeah, exactly. Another another issue is when we talk about athletes, most of them were not necessarily raised as vegetarians. For sure not. Or it, vegans. Right. And that's like the big point of this performance thing. Like they're already the top one percent. The yeah. guy's already in the NFL. Yeah. And, and then Or they're top college players. And then placebo. If yeah, he thinks, exactly. If he thinks his diet's going to make him an all-star <clears throat> when he was just a good player, sure. Yeah, purely a test effect. My biggest issue with uh, kind of the same statements you were making is like a little bit of meat versus a lot of meat versus vegetarian or not, is there's a broader scope that we can't look into. And that's why we've talked about this in past podcasts over whatever the last decade we've done this silly thing. Of nutritional experiments are just so hard with humans because of, of adherence and, mm-hmm. and uh, what and, they report. And, yeah, and, and, um, and also like the human su- subject um, ethics, right, right, yeah. How how accurate they report their own their own <clears throat> habits. But the bigger thing is is what if what if there's so many layers. Yeah. Um. There's the vegetarian that eats a lot of fruits and veggies and a lot of uh you know whole plants. Uh-huh. There's the vegetarian that's eating a bunch of processed stuff because Cheetos are vegetarian. Right. There's the meat eater, which in my mind in America, if this is what they're talking about, the meat eater in America is probably more likely the average American to eat a bunch of processed, sugary, high fat foods and meats. The guy who's eating yeah, the a, extent to which their meats are processed. That's yeah, I think, yeah. Like, I mean, if know. a guy's eating, you know, burgers slathered in mayo and cheese, and then he's also eating Twix with a milkshake, that guy gets thrown in this meat eater category. Yeah. Where if you're just generally vegetarian, you if you've made that much of a statement for your diet and your health, mm-hmm. you may just be more mindful of everything you eat. Yeah. Rather than if they look at people who eat meat, maybe that are more like me and you. Mm-hmm. Like we choose to eat meat to get our protein intake for <clears> our <throat> sport. We're probably a little more mindful than the the hamburger, chicken nuggy, Twix, and a milkshake guy. Right. Right? So there's so many different factors that we don't look at. And what is, like, overall best for uh, performance? Like, I feel like we kind of already know. Like, you do need some kind of protein, and can you get it from plants? Probably enough, yeah. Um, but same thing. Like, the Tennessee Titans guy, like, they show the whole team eating mac and cheese, like, pregame. Like, and I'm not... Look, you guys know, hopefully, if you listen enough... Of mac and cheese is vegetarian it can be right 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 and and it's fine and i'm not saying uh, you guys have listened to us long enough that i don't think like any one food's going to kill you or not kill you like it's you know get your micros in kind of keep your your body fat where it needs to be and exercise a bit <laughs> but point being is like they're all this health craze documentary and then mm-hmm. you can see that though the wife's a chef and she makes this delicious looking mac and cheese like well what what message is that sending to the rest mm-hmm. of the world too and again you guys know my message i don't think mac and cheese is bad but 
to the rest of the world, like, oh, I could eat mac and cheese every day. And then they're going to fucking slam mac and cheese and, a shit ton every meal. And it turns into the if it, fit your, face your, mac, if yeah. it fits your macros scenario where it's, where just it's too much. fucking ice cream and Twix bars yeah. and, you know, Pop-Tarts. and Which is fine in, in small moderation, but our bigger issue is the education of moderation and the education of nutrition in general. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. There was one more point before we bring in our guest. Um, and I'm probably not going to remember what it is. Um. Oh, 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 it was the cholesterol thing, the cholesterol testing. Uh, I talked to, um, back to Michael Fahey, who, ed- who edited um, Forks Over Knives, and he said that, when I talked to my wife, who's a nurse, and I said, so how long does it take to make changes in cholesterol? She said, I don't know specifically, but like I, I believe that most of the time you're looking at at several months. Yeah. She said, yes, indeed, we do see, we can see huge differences in cholesterol uh, when people change their diets. And blood to markers are vegetarian. Like, yeah, blood markers are like one thing if we're talking like general health and things we can get an idea of. Yeah. But if you're talking like performance and all these other things, we're talking like a cellular level of like muscle and stuff that takes weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Because you have to make new ones. Yeah. Yeah. You're not so making like, them like it, it, it's for anything to have like a long-term change or the penis, you know, like mm-hmm. that can something obviously help your boner in one night. Yeah. There's some pills for that. Uh, but, yeah. but if we're talking, we've sold some of them on yeah, the show. <laughs> yeah. I hope you guys are out there enjoying that. Yeah. You're welcome. Exactly. We're trying to, we're here for the people, but, uh, a lot of and things penises, but anyway. are a cellular issue that take weeks. You can't just yeah. drink one cup of water and all of a sudden have fresh ass skin. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I I made that comment to him and he said that they saw huge cholesterol changes in Forks Over Knives in 28 days. And that was like, they did the whole like crew of the movie and all that stuff. And I said, yeah, well, you could game that based on, like... Again, what I was just talking about. Yeah. You what could, were you eating previous? Yeah, if w- you go from eating Twix all day, every day, and then now you're eating some broccoli, anything's going to be better than what you had before. Probably so. But if you take, like, my normal diet and you turn it to vegetarian, I don't think it's, it's going to do gonna that better. That yeah, difference. I already exercise. I already <laughs> eat moderation. I'm eating plenty of fruits yeah. and veggies, and I'm eating my plenty of meat. So I don't the, think it changes. So there's no there's no control for what they were eating eating before this. Um, yeah, that's the, and, and, and like you said, these guys are already high-level athletes and whatever, and then if you, if you go to a normal human, what their baseline is may matter for the last 10 years. Yeah. And so like, yeah, some people are really unhealthy. Any change, you give them, make them drink a gallon of water a day, and their numbers are going to improve. Water <laughs> Walk for five minutes, their numbers are going to improve. It's not easy to get, or sorry, it's not hard to get some improvement on the normal American. Yeah. So that was uh, 28 days, and then he said pure plant, or plant pure nation was 10 days across 2,500 people. How are so, penises? I don't know. I think this is, the only, this is the only penis thing I've seen. Speaking of penis things, and then we'll go to our uh, um, uh, guest. I've been watching Watchmen on HBO. Oh yeah, the show. Now, if, yeah, if you see, the movie is just too slow for me. The movie is very slow. I heard it's um, like but kind there's of a, a fan l- thing. You a lot a fan. of, a lot of blue penis in the the movie, and they managed to work the blue penis into the TV show as well. Yeah, I never in really a different way. It. I never really watched it. I do like stuff like that, but the boys. You see the boys. I saw the first episode of The Boys. I think you could dig in. You'd like it. I would. I need to watch more episodes to really get to yeah, it. Yeah, I think you'd it, like it. It didn't. I I could see where it was going. I could see what it was doing. It was operating on a level that I that I in the first episode was not in love with. Yeah, so. it starts to get a little weird, but it's a, it's a it's worth a season watch. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, go to our guest, who is Matt McLeod, who is a registered dietitian and. Um, uh, all around good guy, from what I hear. My friend David Margetti does his uh, p- 
podcast form. So uh, anyway, on to that. Right after these words from the people who help us pay the bills. This episode is brought to you in part by Warby Parker. A thing I like about Warby Parker is that they make it very easy. It's very cost effective and you're not really giving up in anything in terms of style. Uh, their aesthetic is vintage inspired with a contemporary twist. I certainly enjoy the uh, prescription sunglasses that I got. First I've ever had in my life. Another thing I like about Warby Parker is that they are aware that almost a billion people worldwide lack access to glasses. That means 15% of the global population cannot effectively learn or work because they can't see. It's crazy because glasses were invented 700 years ago. Warby Parker partners with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. We believe that everyone has the right to see. Uh, we both got the chance to take the quiz online, super easy, simple quiz um, that basically uh, narrows down what you need and your style for me i don't need any prescription so i just got a pair of uh, sunglasses that are super cool super stylish uh they send you five pairs to try on at home so sometimes you go to a store or something i feel like the mirror and the pressure of the salesman all these things make your decision a little bit weird but i could take them on take a little selfie go to my normal mirror my normal lighting uh, and choose the exact pair i want you send them all back and then they'll send you uh, the pair you choose in the mail super quick super easy and if you guys need help, all you have to do is take the easy quiz, uh, answer a few questions, and we'll suggest some great-looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and your style. It's a totally free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses. You get five days to play with them, try them on. Uh, there's no obligations to buy them. They ship free to you and includes a prepaid shipping label to return them back. Uh, head to warbyparker.com slash facts, that's F-A-C-T-S, to order your free home try-on. You take the quiz, find the pair that's perfect for you today. Uh, glasses start about $95, including prescription lenses. Lenses uh, include anti-glare and anti-scratch coating. Uh, they also have the brand new blue light filtering lenses that are available now if you guys work on your computer or on your phones a crap ton like me. Uh, and also brand new, if you have an iPhone X, make sure to download the Warby Parkers app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on, allowing you to try on sunglasses, seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone on the app. Super convenient, super easy. Sunglasses start at just $95, including polarized lenses, available with prescriptions starting at $175. Just like eyeglasses, their sunglasses are available through the home try-on program. Warby Parker sunglasses feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch-resistant and provide 100% UV protection. They also have blue light filter lenses available, and those are perfect for consumers who are concerned about the effects of blue light, especially like late at night. If you're trying to, if you're trying to get a normal sleep cycle, cutting blue light out uh, early is a good idea. They filter out more blue light than their standard polycarbonate or high index lenses and can be added to your order during checkout. We believe that glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, just like a bag, a shoe, a necktie, or a hat, and there's no compromise here when you order from Warby Parker. They make it easy and affordable to accessorize with glasses. You want to go to warbyparker.com slash facts to order your home try-on kit today. So uh, we live in California, and we live yeah. in a, a place where uh, we have fires. We, we, used had, to, we used to be called the City of Trees. Yeah. Well, I think we – yeah, well, like I still think of us as the City yeah. of Trees. And, and I think it's because – and all these people in the Pacific Northwest, uh, which have beautiful trees, and it's beautiful up there. Yeah. I was just visiting. Um, 
have beautiful trees as well, but I think we have a variety of trees but that's yeah. unheard of that 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 aren't even uh, native to here. Right, that people brought them in, so we just have uh, pollen and and trees and everything galore. Yeah, and then we they do. get dry and then they explode. Yeah, not so much in the urban environment, but well, in those um, uh, the the place where where people meet nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, fires happen, and then our air quality gets rough. A couple times a year in the summer, they're telling us not to go outside. Yeah, exactly. And over the last couple of years, it's wild. Yeah, if and at the- one time, I think it was last year, it felt like an apocalypse. Like it, the whole world was yellow. Yeah, it changed the color of the sun. It was light. wild. Yeah. Like you would walk outside and it felt like like a nuke went off somewhere. It was the weirdest feeling ever. And no one's out because the news is telling everybody not to go out. That was one of the weirdest days of my life. Yeah, I would agree with you 100% on that. Uh, so, Molecule, we're teaming up with Molecule. That's Molecule with a K. It's reimagining the future of clean air starting with the air purifier. Because if you're going to stay in your house, then like you want the, because the outside air is bad, you want the inside air to be good, right? Uh, it's not just an improvement on existing outdated technology, but a complete reinvention of air purification. Molecule was developed by scientists whose son suffered from asthma, who was frustrated that HEPA filters had not, uh, did not relieve his son's symptoms. As a result, Mr. Yogi Goswami spent 20 years developing a completely new, effective way of removing indoor air pollutants. Dr. Goswami, a distinguished professor and director of clean energy research at the University of South Florida, developed PICO, the technology inside molecule air purifiers. PICO, or photoelectrochemical oxidation, actually destroys harmful pollutants like VOCs, bacteria, mold, viruses, allergens, instead of just collecting them on filters and then you have to throw it away and you get exposed to it and you sneeze your brains out. Because that's what happens to me every time I deal with the uh, vacuum cleaner or any other uh, uh, air filtration device I ever used. Molecule makes this revolutionary technology available to consumers so everyone can experience the life-changing benefits of clean air. HEPA filters haven't been updated in 70 years. Imagine trying to make a call on a phone that hadn't been updated in 70 years. HEPA filters were invented back in World War II and have pretty much remained the exact same. Molecule has created a new filtration system that doesn't just collect pollutants on antiquated filters, but destroys them on a molecular level. Molecule is your best defense against all allergies, and in the springtime here in Sacramento, I absolutely die. Uh, Molecule has reinvented the air purifier to destroy airborne pollutants, including allergens, bacteria, mold, viruses, and volatile organic compounds. Using breakthrough photoelectrochemical oxidation, Molecule air purifiers don't just collect the pollutants, they completely destroy them on a molecular level. When you turn on the Molecule air purifier, you're creating a truly clear air combating allergy season by destroying allergens in any room in your home. Molecule's technology has been personally effective and verified by science, but most importantly, it's been tested by real people. Molecule has given allergy and asthma sufferers around the country an all-new experience. Molecule now offers breakthrough Pico technology across a range of products, providing a solution for the entire home when it comes to air purification. Whether you need the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini for smaller rooms, you can now choose the unit that's best in your space or create a bundle to provide an air purification solution for your entire home. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are offering you 10% off your first air purifier order at Molecule.com. That's M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E dot 
Facebook.com using promo code FACTS, F-A-C-T-S. That's 10% off your first air purifier. Check it out right now, Molecule with a K.com, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E.com, code F-A-C-T-S. Get on it, limited time, right? Yeah. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jim. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm here with the uh, with the silent one. How's it going, man? What's up, Mike? It's uh, it's a, it's an honor to actually talk to you guys, um, even via phone. I've been I've been fans of both of you guys for a long time, so it's cool to uh, finally get the chance to sit down and chat. Appreciate it, man. We're excited too. Thanks for uh, making time for us. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure. Talk about a bunch of plant based hippies, you know. I know, right? What is up with these guys? <laughs> Making their penises bigger. <laughs> They're doing some kind of weird studies on erectile function that uh, is, uh, um, yeah, it's interesting to say the least. I've been eating a pound of broccoli every night, just <laughs> praying. <laughs> I, I think I, I think that's a new secret, actually. I hope so. I'll report back soon. Yeah, great, great. Tell, let us know your uh, findings. <laughs> So, uh, just real quick, kind of give the audience a, a insight into your background, and then we'll jump into the film. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm still I'm still a pretty pretty young guy, and I definitely don't claim to have all the answers. But I, I think I know a little bit more than the average person, or at least some of the people that maybe at least made this documentary. Um, but um, I'm uh, I'm I'm a 25 year old. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, mostly now, I'm a, a full-time online personal trainer, whatever that means necessarily. Um, but I'm also a registered dietitian. I graduated in 2016 from the University of Kentucky. I coach, I coach mostly um, people who are, who are probably intermediate to advanced lifters who are just trying to, to look better, to feel better, um, and to, to be stronger. Uh, and that's what I've been doing for, for basically the past four years. I've volunteered with the with the football team here at the University of Kentucky with the performance nutrition team. Um, so I've got a little ins and outs of personal experience and then also online experience with uh, a couple hundred hundred clients over the past few years. So I was just going to go out on a limb here and say that the University of Kentucky is not um, f- using a vegetarian or vegan diet for their performance nutrition. <laughs> no, no, that's... <laughs> That, that would be uh, that would be correct. Although they do have some pretty um, uh, delicious, um, they have uh, some some beet powder that they give to the players right before they go out on practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it's it, it's yeah, it's it's good stuff. But yeah, as far as uh, meat eating goes, yeah, they're they're all for it down here in good old KY. What's the beet powder? Uh, some kind of nitric oxide, uh, uh, beta alanine type action. Yeah, it's basically it's basically just a pure beet powder. Um, I, I'm not sure uh, because I've, I've heard different things about supplement form, like powdered form of, of beets, uh, and I don't know the efficacy specifically of this certain brand. But I do know that uh, those things were those things were super expensive, so they had to be had to be doing something. So at least if it's placebo effect, um, it, it was it was working. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah I, I have heard of. Um, uh college programs that spend a lot of money on a particular uh type of equipment or whatever and had to justify its uh uh supremacy 
if that's a word, I'm not sure. Efficacy? Uh, efficacy, whatever, based on the fact that they spent a lot of money on it. But I have heard the beet powder thing before. I don't have a lot of context for it, but uh, it, it's yeah, not yeah. completely unknown just, to me. They literally take a shot of it right before they go out. Just a couple players will grab it, and some of them swear by it, and they, they, they down it. Um, and, yeah, it, like I said, it's probably mostly a placebo, but whatever works, works, man. Gotta do what you gotta do. So, what were your general impressions of this uh, documentary? Um, so I get, I get really big mixed feelings, to be honest, about it because, uh, for for the good part of it, it brings up conversations like this. So it just it brings, especially whenever it's produced, you know, by Arnold and has all these big names in it and everything, um, and people are going to see it on Netflix. Uh, they're going to watch it, and with this one in particular it's advocating like more fruits and vegetables. Like, like what is the worst that can mostly come from this? Most people that aren't going to take it for, for face value and probably never eat meat again, they might not eat meat for like two weeks, Mm -hmm. but what could happen is they could experience uh, or or experiment around with more fruits and veggies in their diet, find some that they like some meals that they can actually eat. And it would actually be a net win effect because now they're eating uh, maybe a little bit less meat than they did, especially from, ones that have tons of saturated fat or just process, you know, bacon, like ham, just certain things like that uh, and, and replacing them with, with health, healthy fruits and vegetables. So uh, I think it just, it, it gets the conversation going. And then, you know, the, the whole fitness industry is just, they, you know, erupt with anger and just all <laughs> types of feelings about this. And so now there's multiple podcasts, multiple blog posts, multiple Instagram posts um, that is pushing this out there that is at least, um, you know, making people question what they always thought was right or wrong. And I think critical thinking is never uh, a bad thing in an industry involved around so much nonsense like like fitness is. Yeah, I do um, agree. So, yeah. And that's where we were kind of talking about. Um, they don't ever talk about any uh, baseline in this uh, documentary. They don't talk about the baseline of what any of those athletes were eating before they turned vegetarian. And we obviously have no clue what the baseline of anyone uh, in America, general public, what they're eating on the daily. Uh, and we literally just said the same thing. Like if they're eating a bunch of processed foods, the regular meat eater is probably also eating a ton of Twix and Snickers and a bunch of milkshakes and, and other things. Um, it's hard to compare someone who eats moderation of maybe processed foods, but also, you know, more leaner meats and uh, ve- uh, vegetables opposed to the vegetarian. And so if someone goes pure vegetarian, uh, they're just more likely probably to focus in on whole foods. And so, yeah, a bunch of things are going to end up improving, which, yeah, sure, in the scheme of things is not bad at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you just you got to think that if somebody is going to take the major step in their life, because we're talking about the foods that you're eating on a daily basis. It's not some small feat to just eliminate meat from your diet, especially whenever you try and actually do it mm-hmm. and you realize how many things you actually can't eat on a vegan diet. Um, but the thing is, is like, so I've also competed in, in natural bodybuilding in the past uh, and actually competed in my first competition freshman year in college whenever I lived in the dorms and I had to track every meal. I had to weigh out everything that I was eating, every calorie, everything like that. Um, but what I look back on that time and I remember is how much my hyper focus on diet and exercise made everything else like rippled effect into everything else in my life, made my time management amazing. Um, I got better sleep just overall. Like I was a high functioning person because I was making sure that 
I was just aware of what I was putting in my body. And whenever you're, whenever you're aware of what you're putting in your body, especially to the extreme of veganism, it's going to, it's most likely going to positively affect other areas of your life as well. So that's something it's just, I don't think people, fitness people, especially, you know, guys like us will see this documentary immediately think anger, like propaganda, like it's terrible, but it's like, let's take a step back and really, um, you know, see this for what it is and what the average person who is watching this on their couch um, is going to get from, you know, paying more attention to their diet and adding more fruits and vegetables to their diet. You know, that was really our question. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen based if somebody changes their diet based on this film? um, I will say that maybe the worst, uh, the biggest victim here is is probably objective scientific truth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, scientific um, method is highly offensive. I, I know a lot of people are really running down that 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 road, and we don't necessarily need to um, to try to to tease all the science apart here. I think it's fair to say that they cherry picked results that that worked for their documentary, which is dude, it's it's, it's that's what always happens, though, right? Yeah, it's a nutrition right. document. It's a it's a documentary on Netflix. Like what? Like it's in order for us to want to watch it and it not be terrible. And like, like if you don't want any bias, like go read a textbook or something. True. But like, what do you expect when you see the game changers with Arnold Schwarzenegger producing it? <laughs> right. And like all these elite athletes, it's like as soon as I saw the beginning, they had all the elite athletes, and I was like, okay, well, I I see their primary example of how they're going to use this evidence to persuade people. It's like they they have all these athletes who despite whatever they put in their bodies are probably going to be elite athletes anyway. <laughs> so it's like, but it, it, you just see them use that. And it's like, Oh, come on. Like, let's do a little bit better than that. But like you said, they put in some studies and some cool, whatever d- experimental designs with like three dudes um, and did the blood and made it look really convincing and stuff. And to the typical person, and you know, it's like, Oh, they're bringing up some great points and their studies. And you know, it's, it's what they're saying is probably true, but it's like, obviously, Whenever it's biased on one side, there's an entire other side that doesn't get to uh, say anything at all. And of course, like I said, the production was was really good as well. So yeah, it's just so it's very it's convincing kind of if you don't think about it too hard. Well, if you don't you don't know what you don't know. The typical American doesn't know what they don't know, and especially right. if they're not experts at reading research or understanding experimental design or something like that. Like they're going to be screwed. They're just like. It's just like marketing or something. You have really like the great production in this film was essentially like a great marketing for a product. It's like if they can do a really good job at convincing you and persuading you um, and making the other side, you know, kind of get that fear mongering tactic going. It's like what what can you expect the average American to to do with this? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's 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 tough. Like I said, I think what would happen for most people is they would try it for two weeks, realize how difficult it is, binge on steaks, but then they might have less steaks in a net effect over an entire month, year long period. And I think that is, you know, probably a good thing. I've seen plenty of people too, who call themselves vegetarians, but were very lazy vegetarians in the, in the sense that all they did was just not eat meat. And right. they essentially, they were carboholics, so they weren't really, they weren't eating vegetables, they were just not eating meat. Yeah, eating a bunch of pasta. They were anti-carnivore right. as opposed to being... Um, of course, of course. They're, real they're, vegetarian. They're deep-throating deep breadsticks at Olive Garden and talking <laughs> yeah. about how how amazing it is to be vegetarian, yet they're still gaining weight or anything. Because even if you eat vegetarian or whatever, like, there's still a very high... like. 
just because you don't eat meat doesn't mean that you're you can't whatever gain weight or just have ill health effects or or whatever yeah. it's not a cure-all no. by any means yeah well, that's what i brought up they, they showed it in the documentary where you know they get the whole tennessee titans defense or whatever at this guy's house uh pre-game and they're just slamming <laughs> right. mac and cheese that was like the main dish right. they showed her making and yeah it looked amazing but is that that's the secret to some performance like there's just no way they can claim mac and cheese is going to get me places uh and and i do agree with both of you you know the net effect hopefully you know the ripple is more people just focus on on some whole foods or some uh you know vegetables but uh it does a little bit piss me off and it's just the culture i guess that anyone thinks a documentary is 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 like a learning tool or like a, a, a well, college like a, course a like definitive uh, yeah and and, and <laughs> anything from an instagram post to a podcast has some bias and that's what we explained earlier like whether i want to or not i want to be as neutral as i can but because of my history i'm sure i have some bias probably for me just because i like it or whatever you know we all have our biases um it is an interesting take that they went the performance route because uh, I think that's something that most people don't. Uh, and I think there's not enough science, but I think there's probably a place where we could have a conversation and, and make a really good argument for maybe longevity or some health on a vegetarian diet um, if we got some people more knowledgeable than me. Uh, you know, And they could maybe make a really good argument that if you want a, a preventative disease or, or live a, a, you know, whatever, maybe. But do, is there anything that you know of performance-wise that meat's holding me back from my 800 pound deadlift. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, it's going to be, def- it, it, it depends on how you define performance as well. Cause obviously like for the typical power lifter um, and you, you know, you spend the majority of your time resting as opposed to actually lifting weights, right. like you're not going to need the same amount of carbohydrates that a marathon runner is going to need um, as well. So it, it kind of, it kind of depends, but for the most part, I think it's pretty clear that that carbohydrates are are going to be the primary fuel source for for exercise. I think that that's I, I think it was surprising that that was one of the big arguments they used in the documentary that like everybody just thinks that like protein. I under, I'm I'm yeah. sure that some of these athletes think that protein is like uh, amazing and end all be all, but I'm pretty sure the typical you know the 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 team dietitian, if there's one thing that they've gotten across, it's that carbs are important for exercise. I think even the you know everyday person, like, uh, I remember being in high school or, or even eighth grade basketball and it'd be like, yeah, pasta the day before a game. Yeah. Like I dude, think, dude, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I've never heard that. I don't think. Dude, even on, even on the office, you have Michael Scott, whenever he did the front run, the fun run, he, he, he carbo loaded before <laughs> with just tons of, of pasta Alfredo and like everything. Like we've got, I mean, if if even the the uh, the CEO of Dunder Mifflin or whatever can can figure this out, it's like I think the average person does too. Um, but yeah, it's for for performance wise, you have to be careful with with meat consumption because if you consume too much meat, uh, it's gonna like if you have whatever twenty five hundred calories in a day and you ramp up the amount of protein that you eat in that day, you're gonna be taking away some of those calories that you could be getting from carbohydrates. Mm. Uh, but, but for most people, this isn't going to be an issue, right? Cause this would be like two grams of protein per pound of body weight, which I know some people are, are capable of do, doing, but the majority I don't think are going to have to have to worry about that. But I think, you know, you get a gram per pound of, of protein per day, and then you fill in the rest with, with uh, higher carb and a little bit lower to moderate fat. Uh, and you should cover all your, all your bases. Um, but as far as, 
just general uh, uh, exercise benefits, yeah, making sure that you consume enough carbohydrates per day is, is obviously going to be number one. But with also with, um, I know I'm rambling here, but with the with vegetables and, and fruits and things like that, if, if you're going to consume a lot of those, as you guys know, it's it can be hard to consume uh, tons of calories from 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 fruits and vegetables. That's what makes them so great for dieting, right? Is because it's mostly just water and fiber, right? Uh, and and you're going to have to consume way more uh, fruits and veggies than you would as opposed to um, uh, whatever bread or, or pasta or or, yeah. or something like that. Um, so yeah, it, it depends. You've you've got to make sure that whoever is going vegetarian or going vegan or something like that, they're going to have to pay closer attention to their specific calories and macros for the day. And it's like, are they going to do that to make sure that they perform optimally? It's like, uh, maybe, but I think that just brings up more things that that athlete can screw up whenever they need to be focusing on the actual sport, the thing that actually matters, as opposed to uh, how many calories or macronutrients or the micronutrients that, that they're putting on their body. Uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, and that 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 high, like you said, highly depends on the sport. You know, all these Twitter and Instagram is going wild over this documentary, and all these people are saying protein this and protein that. Um, but they, they, it doesn't really matter when you powerlift or bodybuild. Like I've had the worst stomach ache or hung hangover, and I still be able to get through a squat session. Like it's not that big of a deal. Where like right. if you're trying to play like a high competitive basketball game or football game. Uh, what you eat pre or post uh, is going to depend a lot more, and the protein intake of of you know a natural bodybuilder compared to like LeBron James uh, can vary. It's just does LeBron need some to recover? Sure, uh, obviously, but does he need to hit it as hard as a natural bodybuilder who's trying to put on lean mass every single day and optimize that? Maybe not. Uh, and into what you just said with the fiber and water, like yeah, go eat a huge salad. And a fruit salad and all this shit right before a football game and tell me you're going to be feeling really good once it starts jiggling around in your stomach. You're going to feel freaking <laughs> terrible. You're going to shit yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, can a powerlifter do that? Maybe, because we're barely moving. But can a linebacker in the NFL do that? Probably not. Right, absolutely. And, they're, and, they're, and they may think that, okay, I'm vegan now. I'm vegetarian or whatever, so this is healthy. Like, this is what I need to eat. Everybody knows fruits and veggies. That's great. But depending on the context, if you're about to be a linebacker, you're about to go out there and and run for whatever four quarters. It's like that salad is not going to fuel you for the the for this uh, the entirety of that that football game. And and in fact, it could it could hurt you. You could perform suboptimally because you don't have the right uh, you know enough fuel to to go that entire bout. So so yeah, like I said, whenever you do something like this, you have to make sure that you pay attention a little bit more to those 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 little tiny things that that could end up biting you in the end speaking of of you know sort of the the paying attention to all the the details um i was looking this morning at like what i knew there was something about a vegan diet that was uh nutritionally suboptimal that you had to pay attention to and uh the Mm -hmm. article that i pulled up this morning was uh lack of vitamin b12 which seems to only come from animal sources and choline and yes. uh, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know really how to dr- address those things. If someone really, really wants to be vegan and wants to do it right, because we're not necessarily talking about like whether a diet is right or wrong. It's like, it's, it's really how you implement it in your life that matters. It's not exactly what you're doing. Right. Of course. And whatever, it, whatever and you're calling it. A, yeah, that's a great point. And it's just uh, the thing that I also see whenever you're talking about performance and a vegan or vegetarian diet, it's like, 
sure you can you can drive across the country if you really want to you can get in your car and you can take the whatever multiple day trip to get across the country or you can get in a plane and it'll take you know a, a fraction of that time so it's like sure you can be a performance athlete you can be a strong man you can be uh whatever an elite cyclist a football player everything on these these diets if you supplement appropriately like i said make sure you pay attention to all these fine details but that doesn't mean that like like you just like why in my opinion why work harder than you need to to do all of these things um whenever you can still be healthy enjoy meat um get in your fruits and veggies and everything and, and still be uh like good to go um that's just one thing I didn't really understand with, with the veganism part of it. Uh, but yeah, I think the, I have a few written down here. I think the main ones that from a couple of the sources that I looked at was, um, so yeah, vitamin B12, uh, vitamin D, um, iodine, calcium, iron, uh, and zinc. All, all of those were kind of some of the things that vegans would have to have to be careful of. And they should also probably, um, increase their protein intake by about 20% per mm. day because with, with, with whenever you're going to get it mostly from plants, like they talked about, they touched on it just a, a, for a brief second about the protein quality. Mm. Um, and, and with the, with the essential amino acids that aren't present in, um, all plants. And they said that, yeah, you can get all the essential amino acids from plants. And, but again, this is given that you've done your homework and, and, you know, puzzle piece together all these different fruits and veggies and whole grains and everything to make sure that you are knocking off all those essential amino acids um uh, along with your micronutrients and everything like that and then also taking like the b12 supplements that you would need um etc etc so yeah you just since there are less essential amino acids found in in plants it's probably a good idea to just consume more overall so that you can make sure that you get all of your bases covered but like i said that's again that's more food that you have to eat coming from fruits vegetables and whole grains which are or whole grains which are already high volume foods to eat in the first place so it's like how much food are you going to be eating each day uh especially as an elite athlete to get these all covered mm. right yeah it, it is like interesting i wonder if there's going to be a counter uh movie to this because i feel like things always sway back and forth so hard so obviously carnivore and keto and meat eaters are is there is there one of those out yet a carnivore i, I don't keto? think so i don't think so but i wouldn't be surprised if one question. comes in the next couple of years and, and my issue with all of this is like everyone it just breaks down to like american culture everyone's just trying to find the secret or like the easy path but like there's no answer for any of this and there's obviously no answer besides steroids to get us to like a super maximal level you know like e even if someone's just say like bacon every day like that's not going to get us above what we're already doing like can we tweak something like i've been really really good with my diet for multiple years i've been really really bad with my diet for multiple years and like my general, I've, I've taken crap tons of supplements, like a hundred dollars worth a month, like all these things. And, and I've never actually felt that different in the gym, out the gym, on the basketball court in life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel a little bit better when I'm a little leaner and I'm hitting my cardio and I'm getting a little bit more micronutrients in, but it's not like you go from, you know, that skinny kid to Captain America. And so I just, I, I'm just, it just blows my mind that America falls so easy for this will make you better at whatever you do. Like even all the things yeah. you just explained, like vegetarian might be a good option, but then you have to make sure of these things just to even get back to like the baseline normal health. 
And same goes with the meat right. side. We could have the same conversation with the meat side. Everyone eating, you know, bacon double doubles every day with French fries and a milkshake. Like we could talk about what they need to take away or add to get down to the baseline um, of basic level health. But none of it's there's nothing so far, and we're pretty good in in our studies and our exploration of nutrition. There's nothing so far besides steroids that are going to get you beyond what you are right now. Right, right, and you know what's even. Like above all of that, above steroids, above a vegan diet, genetics. Uh, you know, yes, dude. Fucking no one, genetics, no one wants man. to. That's like my best tweet ever. I said, I said genetics. I said uh, you can't uh, outwork genetics, and people got so butthurt. Like all these little people that suck at all sports, they got <laughs> so with mad. Genetics, bro. They got, they got so mad, and and, and 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 mostly powerlifters too. Like, yeah, right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff pneumonia, ammonia, and I'm gonna outwork that guy, and I'm gonna be. You're not. You're not. Like I've played real sports against. Pro athletes and they're just better than me and i worked really freaking hard and i've i've met a bunch of professional athletes that have talked to me about other guys that are in the nba and they say that guy doesn't work out a lick that guy doesn't even show up to team practice yeah. and he's still the best yeah. in the nba like yeah that's because he has things i don't have you can't outwork and they're like well if you have the same genetics and one works yeah dummy like of course that's gonna work <laughs> hypothetically but that's not what i'm talking about genetics are gonna beat you at all of it Yep. Right, right. They're making arguments with their identical twin. Well, they do too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, come on. Yeah, no. The, the, no matter. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, but I promise you, Phil Heath is. He was a incredibly looking human being whenever he was in high school. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of him um, uh, in his his uniform or whatever. But uh, yeah, I've seen him in basketball. Just, yeah. Dude, just jacked out of his mind just by looking at weights, and it's like mm. it doesn't matter. He was going to be one of the best in the world, despite what he did. Right. Um, and say what Kai Green so they said, right? Kai Green, I heard, got his IFBB pro card naturally. That's like yeah, that's what the story is. Right, right, right. I, I heard that as well. And you know what? I actually do believe it. Yeah, I do like, like, uh, He's one of the best in the world. Why would he not be at least you know, get to the pro level um, of, of everybody else that he's dominating naturally? Like, it, That makes sense to me. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of people are just disregarding uh, it. That's why I think the, the anecdotal evidence that they use in the documentary, I was just like, Oh, come on. You've got to do a little bit better than saying that, that Nate Diaz beat Conor yeah. McGregor because he didn't, he ate two steaks a day before yeah. the, before the match. Yeah, they, they, they got those little clips or whatever. I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. They don't mention like weight classes. Like that's not McGregor's natural weight class. They don't talk about any of these things or, or beside the point. But the, the sad thing about genetics is I don't think people want to talk about is the health side, um, is all these things we have to pay attention to on the health side is we're battling these genetics in a lot of senses. And so, uh, talking about like just getting back to baseline, if you have health issues in your family and you know it, you have to get your micronutrients in. you have to do your cardio. Mm -hmm. You have to lift some weights just to give yourself the best chance. You can hypothetically do everything perfect uh, as we know it scientifically right now uh, with what's healthy and still get cancer. You can yeah. do everything perfectly heart and disease, still get a heart attack. Thing, yeah. yeah. So, you know, a lot of these things and that that's the documentary that'll never be made because it's not sexy, but um, mm -hmm. the truth is, is that we have to pay attention to these things. <laughs> Nothing might make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You may what well, like sadly. So that's like a, that's like my, uh, a mantra like we used and we spent spun it positively when I coached high school basketball, but like sacrificing for the unknown is like, you don't know what's about to happen. Like I could, I could do everything perfect. And there's so much heart disease in my family. I could have a heart attack at 50. What do I know? Yeah. But if I do nothing, 
that result's probably just going to end up worse. And that's the same with powerlifting, bodybuilding, right? Like how much sacrifice do you have to get on stage at bodybuilding? And, and for you, example, when you're, you know, a freshman in college, you show up, you, you did every single thing perfect, and the next Phil Heath shows up at your competition. Well, yeah. you lose, mm-hmm. you know? And, but mm-hmm. if you didn't do everything perfect and Phil Heath still showed up, or maybe he didn't, either way, you don't know the outcome and you don't know what may happen, uh, but you have to put that sacrifice in to even give yourself a shot in all these instances. Right, right. And I think uh, one of the videos um, that I love, uh, I've watched it several times, is with Dave Tate whenever he talks about potential. Have you guys ever heard that that one where he talks about flipping the card? Yeah, I think I've heard the audio. Oh, dude, it's so good. I don't know who he's – I think he's talking to actually a bunch of CrossFit guys or something like that, surprisingly enough. Um, But he just talks about – he was like, if you're you're in high school and he's talking – whenever I say flip that card, he means basically taking the juice, taking steroids and things like Mm. that. Um, so he's like, whenever you're in high school and if you have to flip that card in high school to get to college, you're probably not going to make it to the pros. If you're in college and you got to flip that card and make it to the pros, like you may not play that much or whatever. But then if you're in the pros and you flip that card or whatever, then that's where, you know, you can create (laughs) some monster because that person got there genetically, like just straight off of pure genetics and hard work, obviously, and everything like that. But then if you get that extra 1%, whenever you are already in the 1%, that's whenever you can become really dangerous. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all it's all dependent on um, yeah. So much is is the the roll of the dice that you got in the very beginning. So if you got shitty shitty luck, I'm sorry. You can you can thank your mom and dad for that. But you've just got you got you you got to roll with it, man. You got to do what you like. You said you got to control what you can control. Um, and and the rest of the unknown is like that's not up to you, my friend. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's not up to you. So when you're working with clients, are they having blood work done? Are you seeing what their cholesterol looks like and all of that? And and have you seen dramatic quick changes ever? No, no, I don't usually. No, I don't usually get into blood. Well, sometimes they may like inform me about their blood work yeah. or something, but it's it's not something that like I I, I make them do or anything. Mm-hmm. If I was doing private practice or something, or like maybe working with a hospital or something like mm-hmm. that, I would I would be more prone to do that because it probably wouldn't be as costly. Um, but I do have, like, for example, with the, with the genetics thing, one guy, uh, he has, um, just genetically, he has high cholesterol. Uh-huh. And so now, now he, he, and he, he works out all the time. He, he doesn't drink like excessive alcohol. Um, uh, he does cardio sometimes. His diet is in check. He does a really good job with his calories and macros and everything like that. Um, but he went to the doctor and the doctor was like, basically, like, we need to put you on a plant based diet. And, he talks about how his mom had high cholesterol uh, and everything. And like I said, some things, you know, it's just it doesn't mean that he is going to to end up like dying from this or anything like that. But his risk of making it worse, his starting point is already just ahead of, of what most normal people have. And it's like, like I said, he couldn't do anything about that. Um, but so, but for the most. Yeah, go ahead. Go I was going to say side point on that. Uh, doctors in general uh, and nutrition advice is weird. Something similar, kind of that story happened with one of my cousins recently. He had some health issues. Um, and his uh, regular doctor is vegetarian. And since his blood markers like aren't great, uh, he's pushing him to go vegetarian. And like I can't step in. Mm. Like I don't have, you know, my cousin would probably listen to me over the doctor, but I'm still not going to like say anything. But like that's probably not the answer either. Like the answer is just like hey, right. you smoked cigarettes and you <laughs> ate, ate, ate like right. shit forever. And yeah. now it's time to get healthy. Like, but because of the bias this doctor has in his own diet, he's pushing it out on everybody else. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that I thought was really funny. Like, I understand that people respect doctors and there's the whatever the white, the white coat bias, the authority bias or whatever, Mm -hmm. whenever people see doctors in the documentary. But there was not the only time they had a registered dietitian in there whenever was whenever they were demonizing that registered dietitian who was saying that meat was okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, come on, there's not one registered dietitian that you could have found that at least agreed with your biases. So that's what uh, we were trying to find. uh, Matt, you're the backup. Sorry to break it to you, buddy. I was on the hunt. Uh, I was on the hunt. What I really wanted, and this is like a picture-perfect guest for this show, is I wanted someone who eats vegetarian themselves as a registered dietitian but doesn't only promote vegetarian. That was my goal Mm. to find, right? And, like, I don't even know if that exists. Uh, uh, Yeah, I... And there might be some, there might be some, but I'd imagine most people who are vegetarian and registered dietitians tend to kind of practice how they live. Yeah. Well, Um, that whole thing about how, you know, if somebody's vegan, they'll tell you. Yeah. 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 It's (laughs) first, it's, it's their freaking Instagram name, (laughs) veggie diet one Oh one or whatever. The the ones that are the scariest are that have the diet literally in their user handle. You're like, Oh, well, this is going to be an interesting conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if you're um, open-minded for this talk right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You you can't you can't uh, convince uh, whatever animal savior one hundred and one that she needs to eat meat. It's all right. I'm, um, I'm keto god two two two. Keto god. Oh man, it's a, a war of worlds right there. Uh, great. Better call Lane Norton for that one. <laughs> I, I understand that Lane's got like a half hour or more loaded up about this particular I'm topic. Sure. His Twitter's been going nuts. Yeah, and 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 I don't understand exactly why everybody gets so upset either. On the other hand, I mean, it is there's a lot of bullshit in this, but there's a lot of bullshit around us all the time, and uh, I, kind of the closing point being the one that we started with. Does it really matter that much if somebody tries a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet? And and they have personal experience with it because that's really what it's supposed to be about. Like do, your own personal experience and trying to execute it as well as you can in the, in the healthiest way, regardless of what your diet is. Yeah, of course. It's like the, the whole goal here is to adhere to a healthy diet. And it's like this. I think this is just an experiment that some people, if they're willing to go through it, um, could lead them to the other side in basically dialing back a little bit on on the vast amount of meat consumption that they were eating and then adding in more fruits and veggies. So like I said, as a whole, I think it's a net win uh, for the for the industry because people that um, uh, whatever that that care that much anyway, they're going to I mean, they're going to be vegan or vegetarian regardless of what the science says. Um, so so yeah, I think for the everyday everyday Joe, I think this is a it's a win to be honest in the fitness industry. It's certainly a lot less damaging than people deciding that they want Belgian Malinois because there was one involved in the El Baghdadi raid. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's another internet right. news. Yeah, because there are people <laughs> doing that too. So anyway, uh, right, right, right. Thank you very much for your perspective on this, Matt. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, sure. So um, I am Matt McLeod six on Instagram. That's M A T T M C L E O D six um i'm also at mattmcleod.org i have uh, my blog i have my own podcast called the more than fitness podcast um and it's basically just where i i i don't typically talk about the normal things you would think a registered dietitian would talk about like i don't talk about calories and macros and periodization and all that fun stuff i may go down that avenue but for the most part it's like i just want to find out 
um, these people's stories. I want to learn about them. Like I had Brett Contreras on here recently and it was, it was amazing. He, he, he told a really good story and what he thought was missing in the industry. Mm. Um, and I don't think I'd ever heard him talk about that before. So it's, yeah, it's exactly that. It's more than fitness. Um, so yeah, more than fitness podcast, Matt McLeod.org, Matt McLeod six, um, on Instagram. And that's, that's, that's basically it. But yeah, thank you guys so much for, for having me on again. Like I said, it's a, it's a real pleasure. Awesome, man. Great to meet you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Likewise. Close it out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, sound the mic. Thanks for listening. Follow me. 2Ks. Instagram. Twitter. Give us a rating review. We do appreciate you. And uh, new episode every single Wednesday on every platform that exists under the, our sun. Except for SoundCloud because they suck. I hate SoundCloud. <clears throat> I am Matt DJ McD on all the social media. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. We are uh, 50% facts where percent is a word. And we'll talk to you next week.